Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 11th of August 2010. I always suggest at the start of this show, rather than bore you all the way through it with, with myself, advertising myself basically, but I advise you to go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com website and you'll find lots and lots of talks I've given over the years for downloading. And you'll see all the other sites I have up there, the, the official sites, they're up there because sometimes the com site gets pulled. And this way, if you have these ones bookmarked, you can download the latest shows. And while you're at it, too, remember that you're the audience that bring me to you. Most hosts out there, I think all of them, in fact, get paid by the advertisers. I have had the offers, too. But then you have to bring them on the shows, and you kind of pretend that they're really um, guests. And then they sell their products after scaring you for an hour. And that's how it goes. So this way, you bring me to you. You're the audience. And um, remember, the ads you hear on this show between the breaks, um, they're paid by advertisers directly to RBN to broadcast the show. And it pays for the staff and equipment and their bills. So it's up to you to help me with my bills. And you can do so by buying the books and the discs that I have for sale if you go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com website and see the items. Click the box for sale, items for sale. There's books, and I go into history in a different manner than it's normally used in schools because in schools you have authorized history that's meant to keep you in the dark. We run by chronology, and what I do is show you the art of chronology that's been used down through the ages, right to the present time. And you can order these from the U.S. to Canada, for instance. You can order them with a personal check. And in the U.S., you can also use an international postal money order from your post office if you want. Cash is okay. And you can, um, if you want to use PayPal for donations or purchasing, uh, please do so. But if you want to purchase through PayPal, just send the donation, the appropriate donation, and a separate email with your name, address, and order, and I'll get it right out to you. Same across the rest of the world with the addition of Western Union, which is awfully expensive. Cash is okay. MoneyGram, which is a bit cheaper, I think, than Western Union. And uh, PayPal for ordering or for donating. So say send the donation and a separate email as well with your name, address, and order, and I'll get them out to you. As you know, the Internet is changing very fast. It was designed to go this way. It's not happenstance at all. In fact, nothing really major in a major way that happens in your life happens by happenstance. Everything is planned in a big way by big boys at the top who never let go of the future. Why would they want to let go of the future since they've run it for such a long time? They run the present and the past the same way. You always plan ahead, as they say. And that way they're not surprised by anything that turns up. They've covered almost every base that you can imagine. And I mean that too. They have think tanks working full time, always, on what, all the what ifs, what could happen in this area, that area, whatever. 
They plan wars. They plan the takeover of the world. They're almost finished now uh, in standardizing the world system uh, into their own system. And they always bring along a central bank, of course, inoculations to dumb you down. And then they bring you into a world banking system via the IMF, which is the first one you hear about. Then the World Bank takes over. That's what it's all planned to do. It was planned this way before you were born and before even your grandparents were born. That's the kind of world you really do live in. You know, you look at the old Bible and you look at all these proverbs about uh, about people being slothful and so on and, uh, and not getting ready for the for the harvest or, or planting too late. That's all for a reason. It's meant to tell you that those who want to rule the future take all the precautions to make sure it's going to be theirs. We'll be back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix, just talking about the the reality above all, this reality, the one they've given us at the bottom. And that's why I call it the Matrix, because uh, even in the movie, they showed you so many compartments of this Matrix world, and many people who lived in a a particular compartment would think that's all there was. And nothing at the side of it, nothing above it, nothing below it. That was all there was to know. And that's how we've been kept to and trained very well, scientifically indoctrinated, as Bertrand Russell said. And the whole world's been like that. But it is run by chronology, the art of chronology, that's taught to people, uh, the right kind of people, of course. You've got to have the streetwise smarts for it. You've got to be born into the right families, of course, to get a different education from birth onwards, including from your parents and special tutors before you go off to school or university that only cements what you already know. Uh, but they are certainly taught a different reality from the one that, that we at the bottom are taught. You know, it's, uh, it's fascinating even today, for instance, in Bloomberg, uh, in the article to do with uh, the economy, the U.S. economy, uh, the way it's written is, is so typical of uh, mainstream, of how they say something of a truth and then bend it off into something else without explaining all the rest of it. Remember, you're left with false impressions by getting half-truths. You need the other half to fill in all the blank spots. And if you get the whole truth, then you have a completely different idea of what's really going on. And this article, and I'll put these links up too, remember, at cuttingthroughthematrix.com at the end of the show. But the article is written by a professor of economics, and he goes on to explain that the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, which, again, we hear these words and terms, we think it's something official, like uh, like your, your, your country's government or something. It's not. It's a private organization that works under the umbrella of the UN, but it's a private organization with its own investments run by the same international banking families that own the World Bank. These are the guys who lend money to your nations, you see. So here's an economics professor saying that the IMF has declared the U.S. bankrupt. And genius, eh? But what a genius. And um, it's, it's fascinating to me to see how he writes the article because he goes into the fact that the whole system is a vast Ponzi scheme uh, where health care, pensions, and all this kind of stuff uh, can be paid out down the road to folk who are older 
uh, and then the young folk have to come along and pay off this debt that they have to borrow the money to support the older, even though the older ones, I mean, putting money into pension funds and all the rest of that, he, does, he doesn't dwell on that part of it. doesn't dwell on the part either that the U.S. and all the other Western countries have been throwing more money across the seas to other United Nations programs uh, to, to support places like China, for instance, and build them up into a superpower uh, and even pay in their health care. doesn't mention any of these things or the fact that the U.S. is policing most of the planet on behalf of the elite who own it. Um, nothing of that is mentioned. Just the fact that there's too many old folk now, you see, Healthcare is astronomical, and, and according to the IMF and his calculations, they'll have to double the taxes, income taxes and, and uh, business taxes and a whole bunch of other things to try and scrape by. And then he goes in to calculate how uh, the debt isn't even what they even say it is. It's, it's much vaster than that, and he gives his own figures and so on. Now, why is a, a professor of economics coming out now from a university and telling us this now? When we've known this, well, a lot of us have known this since we were very, very young. The whole thing was a con game. Of course, it's a Ponzi scheme. But he doesn't mention either why should we keep the farce going? Why do we have to even try to pay off a debt of compound interest? And, and why should you even give any credence to your governments who could easily print and, and supposed to print their own money debt-free and put out debt-free? But instead of that, they go out and borrow it from these private international bankers. So it's, it's, a, it's a con game. You see, that's part of conology. It's a con game. The best part of a con game is to create a science out of nothing and call it something like, well, economics, you see, and get a lot of fancy terms that no one can follow unless you're in the particular line that, you, that you're in, which is to deal with money. And they talk about fiscal deficits and all this kind of stuff. It sounds very impressive, but the fact is, money is a very simple thing. It's a very simple thing. Numbers are simple things. And what you've got here is not just a Ponzi scheme. You've got a, a money racket, you call it. It's a money racket. Uh, where you, they simply just add dots and, and, and zeros behind a, a, a number and keep uh, increasing debt all the time. Of course you're going to increase debt. It was set up through the central banking system that forfeited the right to put out interest-free money to the private banks a long time ago, guaranteed to bring on debt. And every government on the planet that's called civilized, you see, under this new world order, it goes cap in hand every year to the world bankers, the big boys, to borrow money from them to keep their government running. Well, if you get into trouble because you've overspent your credit card, you have to pay it off and no one helps you. And we're told that, too, by the, the credit card companies and the banks. So how come no one tells your government that's enough? And, number, and another thing, too, is why on earth are governments going to banks anyway to borrow money when you see the incredible amounts of money they take in? Incredible amounts of money. That they don't bother disclosing to the public either. We're, it's too, we're too beneath them to know these things. You know. It's a racket. And even Rothschild said it himself, that the whole system of banking and central banking was a racket. He had no qualms in saying so, because he knows that most folk remember things for a short time and forget it. But he said that the only ones who will figure out this con game, basically, are the ones who are working within it, meaning economists and such like. And he says they won't give the game away because they'll be profiting from it. 
So there you go. What's this professor been teaching all these years to his students? That they they come out and expose the system? No, he's teaching them how to get into the system, keep the con game going, and profit from it. So anyway, again, it it ties in with, with, with with the present meme, as they call it. I prefer a meme myself. Because I, I missed the Mimi generation. Uh, I belong to the almost got it generation. But um, as I say, the, these are the cons that are pulled all the time with little disclosures of what you've always known, but going right back into the con that you've got to pay it off, which is nonsense. Why pay off something called compound interest that you can't pay off anyway? It's impossible. It was designed that way. You see, debt is far more uh, lucrative than gold or anything else. You're, you're guaranteed it's going to increase all the time because every government goes every year to the international boys to borrow money from them. Guaranteed. Doesn't go up or down as it goes up. But anyway, that's the con game that we live in. It was set up a long time ago, of course. And even some of the U.S. founding fathers mentioned the con game of banking and the private banking system, the, 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 meaning the central banking system. But it didn't matter because you got a central bank pretty quick off the bat, and even those who stood up against it got shot or attempted to get shot, to get shot like some of them, some of the presidents. And, and then, of course, when they, when they did their Jekyll Island deal and brought in the feds, that was the end of it. That was the, the, that was a coup d'etat. They, they, they achieved their objective, and it's a downward spiral ever since. You see, that's the world of chronology. Now, as I say, remember, whenever you read any article at all, especially especially mainstream, remember the media is the middleman. That's what media is. It's the middle. And their job is to put over what you should know. You see, all you should know, according to the big boys, what they've said is okay for them to know. And they also do it in a certain way to put a spin on it, so they they cover um, things. They also tell you how to perceive the information by the way it's written. There's nothing left to guess at anymore. They they write it and bring you to the conclusion at the end of each story. That's how it's done. It's very simple. No thinking necessary. And uh, they don't like thinkers. They can see through these things, of course. So much so that people like Bertrand Russell said they'd have to catch them at school, and if they couldn't bring them over to their side and make them work for them and be very well paid for it, they'd have to kill them. Literally. These guys mean business at the top. But, again, we are an adaptable species, as they well know, and whatever system they create for us, we fall into and it becomes normal in no time at all. Very adaptable. You know, it's interesting to me how people keep voting. I've never understood it because I've never seen a party ever come in that there was lights once they're on their way out. Never, ever. And the debt's always worse. Uh, unemployment's always worse. And it doesn't matter what side they pretend they belong to. They all belong to a ruling class, as I read yesterday. So... Why do people bother to vote at all? It's so cheap, even the way they have the whole race running stuff. It's a circus for the public with balloons and stuff. Would you would you really vote for someone who's got followers there with big placards and pinstripes gear on, top hats, and red noses on, like circus clowns? 
It's a circus. They're actually telling you it's a circus with some front actor who is not going to change. He'll say everything that you want to hear, that he's going to make sure you're well off, but he'll never tell you. He'll never tell you that, that he's going to dissolve the con game of the banking system that rules your life. He's never going to tell you that. See, you're born into a system where you owe a debt before you were even born. And Thomas Jefferson, because they'd studied Europe very well by the time of Jefferson, and he said the same thing. A generation should not be born into paying off the debt of a previous generation. You had nothing to do with borrowing that money. Nothing. Each life is a brand new life, start, starting right then, when, when you're born. But this system that we call civilization wants you to pay forever for World War I and onwards. Back with more after these messages. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and we're back cutting through the matrix. Talking about chronology, and we're run by chronology. Part of it, of course, is to make sure that you're rather you're kept rather simple your whole life long, and that's done by going to school, because you standardize everyone in the classroom. That was the whole idea of going to school, standardization. They'll call it socialization today, but in their own their own meaning of socialization, it means someone who's dumb who talks about the same things that all the rest will talk about and watches the TV shows that they all watch and chats about it in school and stuff like that. It's a standardization. Individuality is frowned upon. In fact, the UN has stated uh, that uh, that individuality was its arch enemy, basically. That's why we all got to get standardized. And they try to spot those who've got a chance of breaking through, you see, who are maybe a bit more extroverted and they're not shy in asking questions that puzzle the teachers and they end up getting uh, drugged into submission and their brain shrinks so there are no problems down the road. Now, if you truly were taking the economic wars, remember economics is a big part of warfare. They have massive parts of the Pentagon and other other countries too have the same idea, Uh, parts of their war industry dedicated to economic warfare. And in economic warfare, too, they look upon long-term wars, just like Afghanistan. And they judge how long this war will take them. And, and they've got to take into factor uh, how many children will be born, what's their average birth rate, and so on. How many families live there, and how many sons are they likely to have for two or three generations. So they go out to find ways of either reducing the population through starvation, through inoculation, or various other means. They actually do this stuff to make sure that they won't have another generation fighting against them 10, 15, 20 years down the road. It's astonishing, isn't it? Astonishing that we're not taught this kind of stuff. But it's there. If you want to go hunting for it, you'll find it. Economic warfare. And it's the same with us too. You don't realize that each one of you is classed as an economic unit. And you're even given a number. And you have since birth, basically. And from birth, you're actually um, a liability until you work. Once you start working and you pay your taxes, that helps you pay off this incredible debt for the private banking families 
as I said before, your country shouldn't even need to go cap in hand to any private banks when it rakes in enough cash and taxes as it is. But it's set up that way. And it was set up deliberately that way when they created the central banking system. Organizations like the Royal Institute for International Affairs have a lot to do with it because, you see, they came out of the Milner Group and the Cecil Rhodes Group, and the Milner Group were comprised of the biggest bankers in the city of London. And Cecil Rhodes and his society was financed and backed by Lord Rothschild into existence. So bankers gave us the system in which we live. International lenders gave us this system. And they made sure that every country would be standardized into their system through warfare, through pressures of all kinds, and even by giving them little gifts to begin with uh, and little loans to follow it up with and then bigger loans and then, of course, in comes the IMF with their central banking system or else we bomb you into submission. That's how it's done. This is an agenda. And in their, their world, you see, there can be no competing interests, no competing systems whatsoever. The big lie of the United Nations, which they also created, by the way, and funded in existence, was to bring in this, apparently, it gives the appearance of being an equality thing, a big Sovietized world where everyone's equal. That was a big con of bringing in the United Nations. But in reality, it was to push their own financial interests, which once you've got that over countries, you own the countries from then on. You own them, lock, stock, and barrel. So you're not worried about military. You own the military too. You own everybody who uses money. Everybody who uses money is owned by you. And everyone who uses money is put down as a debtor. You're, you're down to pay off debts that your country accumulates. Biggest racket ever devised, but the numbers racket's the best of all. It's the best game of all. Most folk don't like mathematics. They don't like arithmetic. Most shy away from it, from left brain, right brain idea. They, they shy away and off of it. So it's very easy for those who, as I say, who want to bring in what is supposedly a science. If it's such an, an incredible science, how come every country that they've gone into is broke? Huh? It's a science, all right, to make you broke, to put you into slavery. But that's nothing new. They were doing that in ancient times as well. And it doesn't matter what money is as long as you're in charge of it. And they're in charge of the distribution of it. It doesn't matter what it is. Make no difference whatsoever. Today, as you know, most folk don't even use any form or semblance or even facsimile of cash at all. They just use a, a card. And you can go into any bank and ask for a loan. And if they want to give you a loan, um, they won't give you the cash. They'll say, well, shall we open up an account for you? And you'll say, okay. And then they give you a checkbook and they, and they put a lot of numbers in that account book for you. They've just created money out of thin air. That's fact. They don't have the cash in the bank to pay you. Back with more after these messages. Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix now. I think John's still on the line there. And we'll see if we can get him pipe through. Is John there? Hello, Alan. Hello. Hey, good sir. Yes. Uh, yeah, you're talking about the banker con and, and we're all born into debt. And I'd like to try to figure out a way to resolve this conflict uh, where we regain our stolen losses. Uh, you know, like you were saying, when you go and get a loan from the bank, they're not co- they don't have they're not, there's not a capital requirement for them to cover that to recover uh, cover that credit. So you get a 30 year mortgage on a house in 29 years if you miss the payment, they're going to foreclose on that house and you get none of your cash back. But they didn't extend that credit. That's not real credit. It's there. It's a form of piracy. It's our will that extended that money. So mm-hmm. I argue, uh, and this uh, this is a debatable issue. But on the on the on the case of criminal fraud that they're that they're that they're doing, like with the ninja loans, for example, why would a bank give out two hundred fifty million dollar loan knowing that the guy who's got the loan isn't going to pay them back? He doesn't have an identification. He doesn't have a job. They don't care because they're not covering that two hundred fifty million dollars. They're going to foreclose on that house, and most almost guaranteed because they are criminals that mm-hmm. anonymous person is likely their brother or their friend, you know, so there is a lot of guaranteed criminal malfeasance that's trying Well, the whole system, the whole system is criminal. Yeah, the, the whole system, a debt-based system, is obviously criminal. It's criminal from the very, very, very top. And uh, that's why they have the big societies like the CFR or Royal Institute of International Affairs helping running, running the world's or the direction for the whole world on behalf of their pals, the bankers. And uh, it, it is a criminal organization, absolutely. Uh, every country is guaranteed to go into debt uh, with a central banking system where your government, rather than just accept the money that comes in in taxes, goes off to borrow money from private banks. And then they go off and fight wars and give foreign aid out to God knows how many countries, pay for the health care of China and India and elsewhere, and, and, and also pay for maybe another 500 UN programs across the world. Uh, this is a great con. And now, of course, it's time to call, call it in. That's what they're doing. They're calling it in, blaming us for it all, of course, because they're, they're going into their next phase of control, of world control. That's what this is all about right now. Yeah, well, I, I argue that on a national stage, you could successfully prosecute Obama for extortion. The bailout makes no sense. You're giving, you're buying toxic assets, which which were part of a criminal fraud involving uh, mortgage securities that were called AAA, but they were garbage. Now, the SEC is said to Goldman Sachs, Deutsche Bank and the Royal Bank of Scotland want their money back because they were defrauded. Now, the SEC has got their money back, but not the suckers who put more than $7 trillion of taxpayers' money uh, to buy this toxic asset. It's a, It's the crime called extortion because they insisted that the economy would be run into the ground. You can't find a banker or a soldier or anybody who would oppose me on CNN. They'd be frantic going, I can't find anybody who disagrees with that. The criminals are going to get They don't. Yeah they, yeah, they can't disagree with it because... My other point was the debt, the national debt. I've argued... Uh, this is a more difficult thing, and I, I know that there are arguments on both sides, but I argue that the national debt is how much the bankers owe the American people because that credit was issued through the Treasury Department at the acquiescence of American will. It w- the money was created by America, not these private bankers who then in turn took it from the Treasury Department and lent it back to ourselves. I say that debt is what they owe us, not we owe them. So that's an, an interesting argument. That, that, yeah, that's more like it. However, um, that will never, ever, as you know, that won't happen. I mean, they put their own boys up for presidents and they have for for a hundred years. So it's the same in Canada, too. I mean, if you've watched that uh, old Canada video, and I'll put the link up again tonight, the money's explained in, in such simplicity. They talk to ex-prime ministers who actually tell you that it's better for a country to be in debt than to be debt-free. 
prime ministers are telling the public it's better to have a massive debt than to be debt-free. Yeah. Yeah, they're criminals. They're they're stealing our authority. And again, they they war with censorship to not allow freedom to reign. Like uh, the best example I have. Imagine me on CNN going, "Look, Bush closed 9/11 investigations officially from the FBI." to pursue the crime scene leads at the real murder scene. We have to follow probable cause. Bush doesn't want us to do that, so he's for sure guilty of obstruction. We need to get the cops back on the job to arrest the real bad guys. No soldier would oppose me. No politician would oppose me. That's what, where freedom is in the, in the words we speak on a just cause that, that is beneficial for all persons. And that's what freedom is, justice. If we don't nab the actual perpetrators from 9-11, they are still escaping, you know, going to murder more Americans probably and con us for more profitable deaths in Iraq, Afghanistan, and likewise selling drugs, raping women, and doing well, they are. terrible things. They are, and here's the problem with all of that, though. It's not going to be done by asking them nicely, as you well know. See, we can complain and bitch t- till the cows come home. It's not going to change a thing, and these guys know it as well. They're perfectly well aware of it. Uh, they are a criminal organization. It doesn't matter uh, how many degrees they have behind their name and all the rest of it and letters to, to spout off. Or, or, the, or the types of suits they wear and the cost of their suits or what university they come from. The fact is they've been chosen, handpicked for being good con men, good liars and cheats who believe they are superior to the ordinary person in the street and they believe that's the way the system should actually be. Uh, so when you hear, and I mentioned this today on another show, when you hear a president coming out in the U.S. saying you've got a new deal like FDR did, he was saying this, this is your new constitution, here's the new deal a socialist order, and of course that meant incredible borrowing from the private banks. And when you hear Obama coming out saying, saying a similar thing too, it's um, a new era, it's a, it's a time for change. Uh, when you hear George Bush coming out and saying, here is the new freedom, he's just redefined what freedom is for you. They're, they're giving you legal uh, announcements, that's what they're doing. And people hear these things and it never ticks with them. So technically, you see, the public have acquiesced to everything because they didn't understand what they just heard. In reality, these guys are treasonous, and every single one of them should be put on for treason. But that will never happen either, because anyone who takes a paycheck from the Pentagon on on down is going to stop you. (laughs) Yeah, well, they're going to try. You know, Obama's, the only power he has is is, is expressing that he represents the public's interest. So he told Jay Leno, for example, the bailouts were all perfectly legal, quote-unquote. No, they're not. You're a liar, and you need to be arrested for extortion. Again, you can't find a soldier to war me because he knows I'm telling you uh, the truth. If he doesn't know, he's going to have to seek out the information for himself to understand everybody's being robbed by these shysters Mm -hmm. who think we don't have a just cause to voice concern for all people involved. I want the Taliban to be treated respectfully. These are people who only ask for evidence to form our conclusions. Bush said, no, justice isn't uh, freedom, and we don't need it. His verbatim quote is, we don't need any evidence, quote, unquote. Yes, we do. All people concur, minus the criminals, minus the war, the war crimes of uh, uh, bombing Iraq for no cause. Saddam said we could do whatever we wished without, and without delay. Yeah, once again, you see that there's no lack of evidence there's no lack of what should be done, but it's not going to happen. I can tell the people that right now. It's not going to happen by, by uh, bitching about it and, and telling them that we know. It's not going to happen. And see, they're ready for anything, as you well know. That's what they've been doing for 20 years, is preparing for this moment in time to ensure their own survival. Yeah. Well, murder is against the law. 
It's not, not in their books, it's not. In fact, there's actually a, a very old law, and this came up with a famous trial in the U.S., in fact, that involved um, the offspring of the two biggest banking families who were killing uh, people at Weller University. They believed in the Hegelian, uh, Hegelian uh, technique, uh, Superman, they believed in all of that. And they said that, that uh, it, for the elite themselves, they said um, that murder was quite acceptable, not amongst themselves, but to, to those beneath them. So uh, there's, a, there's a strange thing there in law, and that was brought up during their court case. So you understand these people talk differently. They have a different idea of reality, obviously, because they're above the clouds that they put on top of us. But they're not going to just go away. And they don't really care that we bitch and all the rest of it about things um, because they technically know. They, see, they have every single person on the planet working for them to earn their money that they dish out there. And until we say, literally, it would take the whole country it would take a whole country to stop using their money, uh, literally. And everything come to a complete standstill. The troops came home and all the rest of it. It would take that kind of effort to make them recognize. And even then, you're playing with vipers. You can never trust them for whatever deal they came to, to arrange with you. You'd have to um, literally, uh, well, you'd have to put them in court and deal with them properly. Yeah, well, and to understand, they, they sell faith initiatives where just trust Bush, he'll do what's right for us. I want to know how we form our conclusions on who's guilty or innocent, especially in war, to know that they're bombing people who only ask for evidence to form a conclusion. Soldiers should be warring to end this tyranny by demanding us follow probable cause to arrest the actual culprits. General Ahmad financed the operation. He's still walking a free man because these soldiers can't find these words within themselves to defend their falling lives and our falling lives also. Yeah, and what they also know too is that you always stack your war department at the top with, with uh, hand-picked people who are definitely part of your club, you see, because any country, and, and the founding fathers of the U.S. knew this as well, the founding fathers knew that standing armies were incredibly dangerous because Europe had always turned them on their own people. Every country in Europe had turned its standing army on its own people, and so they were very, very wary of that, and they knew that the only the only chance a country would have when it was financially restricted by the shysters who would come in, uh, if there was an army there, was to get the army on your side and have a coup. That's what they knew, because it won't happen any other way. And I wouldn't hold my breath for that either, because I see the guys at the top are, are all hand-picked since they were children, probably, and reared for their positions in the Pentagon. Yeah, well, especially with Mattis. But we, it's not since he was a child. It's knowing that he let go. He uh, he was the judge for the Haditha child killers who admit to point-blank shooting children in the head. Mm -hmm. he, he's the guy who did the wedding uh, bombings where he said, nobody from the Middle East lives in the middle of the desert. And besides, I only killed al-Qaeda. But we got video, and it was women and children, and he ordered soldiers back in to double-tap yeah. the infants, making yeah. sure that... And believe you me, they have lots and lots of those, those kind. They, they, look, they seek them out, in fact, yeah. Yeah, they put him in charge of CENTCOM. He's the new commander, and he'll kill you, he'll kill me, he'll kill, he'll rape oh, your absolutely. wife. He's a, absolutely. He's a war criminal. Absolutely. So what you've got really is, again, is a, an organization at the top who have uh, plenty of hitmen, believe you me. Every country, in fact, has its guys for doing what they call the wet jobs, assassinations. And uh, Britain has, has been doing the same thing for hundreds of years, in fact. That's where the U.S. learned it from. But uh, they're very good at what they do. Uh, but yeah, they'll kill anybody they're told to kill. It wouldn't matter if it was a member of their own family. They'd, they'd do it with an, uh, in a heartbeat. Uh, they're good psychopaths, so they have all the right qualifications. 
And the guys at the top, if they, they run both sides, remember, at the very top, the bankers. They run things on the legal side and the illegal side. They also run the pharma business, uh, which is the legal side of it, and the illegal side of the drug running. It's always both sides of the coin. They run both of them. Then it's the same thing with justice. They run the, the so-called justice system, and if they can't get what they want through that, they'll use the guys below, to, the hitmen, to take care of any problems. This is a total criminal organization running the world. You're quite right, but believe you me, from their point of view, they believe, uh, uh, like Darwinists that they are, uh, they believe that they have the right to do it because they are the elite. They've proven it by staying in power for, for many, many generations, and they believe in the Darwinian principle of the survival of the fittest. To them, those who are meek, naive, or plain stupid, uh, are inferior beings, and so that's how they rationalize what to do amongst themselves. Yeah, but to sacrifice fellow soldiers where they'll attack Samara, and the, the, the city is totally cooperative, but will just bomb them indiscriminately and then order soldiers to uh, placate hostilities where soldiers die. The commander of the 3rd Infantry, Buford Blunt, before taking command of the 3rd Infantry, was the commander of the Saudi Arabian forces. This is a guy, a Saudi Wahhabist who's a psycho, crazy man, who, who was given command of the entire 3rd Infantry. If soldiers knew that, that Sattler set them up to die, and they did die, like lots of soldiers are dead, because he doesn't want uh, justice to reign. He wants tyranny to succeed over the, over the voices of the common man who, who demand that we be treated fairly. Instead, you know, they dropped nine 2,000-pound bombs on Fallujah, killing, you know, everybody. Oh, I know, and they're killing zones. Radioactively uh, yeah. uh, poisoned, and they're all but, dead But as now. I say, you see, you see, we know all this stuff. There's no lack of evidence. There's no lack of evidence. But the fact is, how do you get rid of a criminal organization that not only runs one country, they run pretty well the whole world now uh, through their central banking system. Uh, there's, there's a problem we always end up with. Um, how, how would you alter this? Remember, too, they are quite sincere about survival of the fittest, and they do worry that we are using up their resources for their offspring down the road. And they do intend to eliminate an awful lot of us. These are the same guys who have their scientists meeting together to find ways of decreasing the population, sterilizing the public. They've been having these meetings for a 100 years, by the way. They've introduced it a long time ago. That's why the Western world is going pretty well sterile. Um, they, they don't tell the public the truth. You know, it's like when they talk, they used to talk in South Africa when uh, the whites uh, would say, don't, you can't talk to the blacks like a, an ordinary person. You have to, they're like children. So, so you have to talk to them like children. It's, everything's too complicated for them to talk. Well, that's how the elite talk to us. They treat us like children. And so we'll never get the truth from them on anything that, that they're actually doing. Anything at all. Because it's against our interest to tell us the truth. We'd have to do some. We'd have no no choice but to do something about it, if they if they were to do that. Yeah, well, that's where freedom resides. Is when we understand there are rights we all share. A person accused of a criminal offense without any evidence is innocent, no matter who you are. And these people at Guantanamo need to be freed, and we need to arrest the the judges there for contempt of life. I mean, Catter, for example, was shot in the back uh, on his on his knees. The guy, the soldier who shot him in the back shot another child in the back for the same crime. Oh, they're coming out with with lots and lots of articles right now where, where this is a common occurrence, common occurrence, and it's been going on for years now. And uh, but again, I don't see anything happening about it because. Um, that's the orders from the top, and soldiers become like robots and they obey. And it's been proven again uh, th- through Harvard and other university studies that um, 
obedience to authority makes them do what they do. Uh, and that they can turn anyone into a torturer. That's what they claim through their experiments. Yeah, so, especially with the mercury-tainted vaccines and all the other brain damage. It's also to do with all the other drugs they feed troops. Troops are on a very high drug level dose of all kinds of strange drugs. And I've talked to some of them uh, who have told me they hallucinated in their whole uh, time of service over in other countries. They literally hallucinated and they were forced to take pills in the morning. The sergeant majors would ensure they, they swallowed them. They were not told what they were. But once you join up, you see you're a volunteer. You're volu- see, you now become private. You don't belong to the general population. You're privately owned. That's what a private soldier is. And they can do whatever they want with you. Yeah. He could take a public position to say, I've taken an oath to God and country to defend America to the death. I will not openly commit a criminal offense against innocent others to escape the real evildoers like Bush and Cheney for obstruction. If just one soldier or two soldiers or three, maybe a thousand soldiers started saying that as honorable men, we could maybe turn the tide or turn this table around and go, no, we're, we're going after the bad guys, actually. We're not going to suffer any more mm-hmm. of the consequences. But remember, of- too, you're not, dealing, you're not dealing with fools at the top. They're not stupid. They're not stupid. And they have think tanks going over every possible scenario, as I say, that you can imagine coming up and how to deal with it. And they are utterly ruthless at the top. I mean utterly ruthless. I mean, the reason I think really that I'm alive and other ones are alive is because we only go so far uh, on, on speaking about this. Only so far and no further. Actually, it's a crime to go any further, you know. But uh, thanks for calling, and uh, we'll be back with more after this break. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the Matrix. But it's, uh, yeah, it's amazing, as I say, this has gone on for so, so long, uh, an awful, hundreds of years for some countries, a good hundred years, for, 150 for the states. And uh, it's a, an incredible criminal organization, but they don't see themselves as criminals. They truly believe they are a natural elite, and it's their right to do whatever they want, and you don't tell the children what you're up to. That's, that's as simple as that, simple as that. And uh, the problem is, too, if you could possibly change the system, there would be upheaval for a while until something new settled in. And during that upheaval, the people who uh, quite liked the system, although it was going down the hill, will turn on you. All those who are, in, who are the dead, the walking dead, who are quite happy in the world, playing and partying and all the rest of it, they'd, they'd turn on you for upsetting what they thought was, was their life and their lifestyle. Uh, even though it wasn't going to last very long the way it's gone. It doesn't matter. So you'll never please everyone, and but you'll never get um, the people who use money. The guys who come to arrest you will tell you they're just doing their job. Their job means they work for money, and they want that money. They know it's crazy too, but they'll do it regardless. If they're told to kill you, they'll kill you as well. That's, that's the amazing thing about money, you know, amazing. I guess people do whatever their bosses want them to do. And I think there's another caller on the line there. Is it Dennis from Michigan? Is Dennis there? Hello, Alan. Hello. Um, I got a question for you I've been wondering about for a long time, and you've talked about it quite a bit. Um, you may know and you may not know, but I would uh, uh, like your opinion on it. Um, real quick, this biphenyl A, you know? The what? The biphenyl A. 
the uh oh yeah okay i've got you yeah yeah you got me yeah i can just hear you it's very faint my end here yeah okay well um i'll try to speak up i was just wondering in your opinion this biphenyl a that's in all the plastic do you think it ever leaches out oh yeah i mean completely uh, it'll keep leaching out for, until it cracks, literally. It's constantly giving off uh, oils. Plastic does that, no matter what type there is. They say that the harder the plastic, the better, the softer, the worse. That's why they put uh, the, 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 made the, the soft drinks and the soft bottles very popular, to make sure you get a good dose of it. It's done on purpose. And they came out with this in the 80, late 1800s. They knew what it did to the fetus, the male fetus in women. You, you grew up with a very effeminate male. If the, if, if the mother was using this stuff, and even in the cosmetics, in fact, um, it would go into her bloodstream and a child, a, a fetus between the age of 8 weeks and 12 weeks would never be a normal male his whole life. So they knew this back then. So why would you make it a fad and very popular by putting it in soft drinks and making an incredible fad out of that? It's for a purpose, and we see the purpose all around us. You've got a lot of effeminate males today. Uh, they won't stand up and fight for anything. And uh, they just love comfort and fun. And um, so this is, a t- this is part of the warfare that I'm talking about. It's all intentional. Science is a big part of warfare. So you can, you can have one of those plastic bottles for years and it'll still give you a dose every time you use it in your opinion. Yes, you, you can, especially if you put something hot in it. That's why they started lining the tin cans with it. So when, when they put the hot food in it, and more of it leaches out into the, into the food. Okay. This is all done on purpose. But that's the music coming in for the end of the show anyway. So from Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. God, your gods go with you.